welcome listeners to the new podcast I am titling The Unfounded. Uh, and to give you a little bit of what this podcast is going to be like, um, I'm making this kind of as a general concept. I want a platform to be able to talk about some of the issues that I see popping up throughout the world and in my own life. But I also don't see very many venues to express those. I don't have very many outlets for it. And so in some ways, I'm creating this podcast for me. But I'm orienting it in a way so that I can try to help somebody out there who may be going through the same things I've gone through or maybe is is struggling with something similar to what I've struggled with. So this will be kind of a general podcast. It'll take in current events. It'll take in kind of anecdotes from my life. It'll take in uh, things that I see out in the world, and, and we'll try to kind of come to some kind of understanding. The reason for the title, The Unfounded, I kind of want to read you a uh, little definition of what unfounded means. Sorry, one second. So, unfounded. This is right off Google. The definition for unfounded is having no foundation or basis in fact. Now, initially this might sound like a funny title for a podcast, right? Because it's kind of like uh, undermining uh, my legitimacy in some way, but that's precisely why I'm choosing this. Because I think there is a certain amount of legitimacy that is feigned in this world. And I want to, right from the outset, as soon as you tune into this podcast, let you know that what I'm dealing with here is something bigger and broader than that. I'm not talking about facts. I'm not dealing with the tangible. I'm dealing with something bigger. And what I'm going to be talking about, what I'm going to be philosophizing about, is those big ideas. The things that are unfounded. The things that are, are more faith-based. The things that are, are based in trust. And I think this is something that we need in this world. I think the world is missing this perspective. I think we've kind of killed it off uh, in some sense. Now, I kind of want to go into this a little deeper and explain to you why I feel this way. Why I think this has happened. Why we've lost this philosophical kind of perspective. And I think one of the reasons is, uh, I think it's based in fear. I'm going to kind of explain why I mean that. So, at a basic level, what our existence is comprised of is survival. At a, at a fundamental level. Like, the, the basic fight that we have every day is to survive. And many of us often forget that in the modern world, especially in the United States. There's a lot of comfort here, and that comfort allows us to forget that we are things that are built for surviving. That is kind of our, that is our, our basic function. And because of that, we have certain emotions, I think, that, that are designed to leverage, uh, not necessarily leverage, that's not the right word. They're designed uh, as tools to enable that survival, one of them being fear probably one of the main ones. I think probably the main uh, kind of tool or leverage point to kind of aid survival or inspire this this kind of survival instinct inside of humans is this fear sense. It's not, probably not even humans, but it's the, only, it's the only species that can communicate properly. So we know that all humans fear things. Uh, we, we also can assume that most animals fear things if we look out into the world, but we're just going to go stick with humans for now, right? So this fear-based thinking... Um, in some ways is a necessity. And this is precisely where the problem lies, right? Um, we have been evolution, we have evolved throughout the millennia to watch our fears and to use them to identify where threats are and, and where the correct path is, right? And one of the things I think uh, we've trained ourselves as well or evolved into identifying anything that's unknown as a threat because there is this this 
possibility within the unknown, right? And that possibility ranges all the way from like the best outcome to the absolutely worst outcome. And so if you're sitting there at a from a survival perspective, the the thing you're going to look at is is the worst outcome because that's the most that's the best way to avoid it if it is going to happen. Even if the good outcome is what's coming down the road, the bad one is the one we watched because it's the thing that will keep us alive, right? But because of this, we've developed kind of almost, I don't know if it's a, uh, it's, it's, I'm, I'm forgetting the term right now, but it's, it's akin to a, we are so afraid of the unknown that we have set it as our modern goal, like the modern goal of humanity is to eliminate fear itself. This is what I've been trying to get to. And that is precisely because it's an uncomfortable feeling. And we've identified that there's safety in quelling the fear, right? But the problem is, this is kind of leveraged one type of thinking. And the type of thinking I'm referring to is a scientific thought. And you may already be putting together why I'm going towards this way of thinking. Because it's what's dominated, you know, philosophy and, and, and essentially all of our culture for the last 250, 300 years. So... But it's, it's very, very focused on the unknown, right? And in many ways, a lot of institutions are. But science itself is kind of at a base trying to go and fill in the gaps. It's trying to fill in our missing knowledge. It's attempting to discover the whole roadmap, right? How all this came into being, what we are, and what our purpose here is. That's what science is trying to solve. What I find very interesting is it's the same questions that religions have been trying to solve for millennia. Right? So there's a weird lining up there that I don't think a lot of people realize, but science is trying to do the same thing that religion is trying to do. Right? Um, so when you look at it from that perspective, one of the things you'll see in the, in the way that we approach problems, most modern humans approach problems, at least in the United States, I, don't, I can't speak for other countries, but this is definitely happening in the United States. There's this fear of, <clears throat> it's almost a fear of trust. Uh, there's a, there's a fear of, uh, there's a fear of fear itself. And that fear of fear itself is exactly what science has latched onto to use as a fuel or driving force, uh, to kind of prop up the method of thinking as the highest method of thinking. Um, but it's not, there is no, what part of the problem is, is there's no hierarchy in types of thinking, right? There's hierarchy in the world around us. It's kind of this natural ordering of things, that things naturally kind of line up in, 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 in best to worst, right? But the that's not really the best way to think about, I don't know, it's, it's not really the best way to think about our fears because in, in philosophy, because there's varied perspectives is the best way to think about it. Perspective is really what it is. It's you can view the universe through different lenses. The religious perspective is and spiritual perspective is one of those scientific perspective is one of those, right? But they're not the whole thing. They have blind spots, right? For instance, like religion has a blind spot for the tangible, right? So it can get so in itself, in its head, that it misses what's so obvious right in front of it, right? Because you're so wrapped up in the ethereal, in the, in the big, in the, in the stars, essentially, right? And so you're not, you're not really focusing on the, the specifics that are necessary to discover 
attainable knowledge, which is where like the beauty in science is, is there are things that are attainable in our knowledge. There's gaps in that knowledge. And when you identify those and strive towards them, then you fill in those gaps and you have to get a better picture, a fuller picture. And it is in some ways the most logical way to go about trying to figure out what this is. It's also the most comfortable way because it's defined. The path is defined. You can repeat those steps, the scientific method, over and over and over again, and you're going to glean more insight the more you do that. The problem is it doesn't glean total insight because it's half of a perspective or a third of a perspective or a quarter of a perspective. It doesn't have the full picture. And so if, you, if you're viewing... If, if you decide to latch on in, this is, this goes for kind of the more spiritual side as well. If you decide to latch on only to that perspective, you're going to miss things directly in front of you. And it's going to kind of color the way you view the world. And this is precisely what's happening on a broad scale and has been happening for, I would argue the last millennia or at the last, I'm sorry, century at least, but that in, in, in the modern world, in the Western world, we are obsessed with filling in these gaps and we're obsessed kind of with our own selves, our ability to figure it all out. We're, we're also as a species obsessed with ourselves. We're, 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 there's this ego problem that is, is, is I think popping up or showing itself like it's very obvious right now. And I, I think there's something to the turn of the year with this as well. I know I'm kind of getting all, all around here, but uh, I'm trying to kind of organize my thoughts here for this first episode. I have a lot to say, if you couldn't tell. Um, so that, that there's a there's a, a method to this uh, madness, but it don't I don't think it's it's well founded because it's unbalanced in some way. It's only one perspective. There's this this atheistic kind of even agnostic or, or scientific thought. And the reason I use those words, spiritual and, and words with scientific kind of philosophy is because it's exactly what it's missing. Um, and it's also exactly what I don't think a lot of people, I don't know if a lot of people realize that science has been raised in, in some aspects to a religion. Not in some aspects, it is a religion for a lot of people. And it's because it's doing exactly, its function is precisely the same as, as religion in some sense. Like I was saying, its function is to fill in the gaps. Its function is enlightenment. Its function is, 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 is gaining insight into what the universe is. But it's misguided in that it, 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 it doesn't take into account that there are things that are bigger than us. Um, there's always more questions, I guess. Right. And it's one of the things I've, we, I think we all are noticing slowly. Maybe the, the turning of the, the decade is, 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 is more, I think it's more significant than people realize. It's almost like a changing of a perspective. It's like something like a veil is being pulled down for everyone. And we're seeing now where we have been going, where we have been flawed, where we have been going wrong. Because there's, there's, there's things that you can feel in the world that are just off. There's something like, there's something not right. And so before I go any deeper, um, I wanted to kind of set up that for this podcast just off the start uh, 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 from the get go, because one of the reasons I named and titled this podcast, the unfounded is because what I think we need to focus more on right now is the things that are not illuminated to us, the things that are hiding, the things that are scary, the things that science can't explain or at least hasn't done yet. Those are the things we need to focus on right now. And instead of turning away from them in fear and running, we need to, we need to face our fears and we need to look into 
more of the meaning of this. Sure, we can define a lot of the tangibles, but you cannot find the meaning out of tangible. It's it's un it, it's like you're working on different planes. You can't like study something and and watch it and observe it and expect to get some kind of higher meaning out of it because it's 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 kind of going about it the wrong way. It's an external process where the spiritual is is very internal. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? And so it's it, you're the, the tools just aren't there to describe properly what this is. It, the, science doesn't have all of the, the, the ability to describe accurately what this is, the complicated nature of everything we're seeing. It, it, it fails at that. And I think one of the interesting parts is, is if, if you dive into, if any of you have dived into where science is currently, the bleeding edge of kind of scientific thought, you'll start to realize what these theories are talking about are just as ethereal as the ideas that religions talk about it's just as dream statey you know you're talking about like things that aren't visible can't be ever visible but you have to kind of still hypothesize about right which is exactly what religion is so so science is in some ways i think it's filled in all of the gaps it can up until this point and now we're hitting a point where we're hitting a, a wall we're, we're running we're ramming the car against this wall and it's not budging and it's because we don't have the right vehicle to get through the wall. You know what I mean? Like we don't have the ability to keep going with in this car. We have to kind of we have to jump into a Hummer. We have to like switch to a different style of vehicle, a different perspective, so that we can continue to move forward as a civilization. Because if we don't, we'll get stuck here. We'll get stuck in this cycle of kind of trying to fill in the gaps with tools that are insufficient. And and that's that's where I think we are. Right? We're in this unfounded place. And, and we're in this unfounded place, but there's a lot of people trying to present themselves as illuminators in some sense. There's a lot of people trying to present themselves as ones with the answers. Uh, there's this, there's this egotism to kind of all perspectives right now in the world. It's like, everything's coming to a boiling point. Uh, and everybody's it's like everybody's trying to prove that they're the right one that can't last for very long and i think it's it's actually coming to an end now but what do we what do we do moving forward so i think one of the things we have to look at as a species in general is i think we need to look to the past in a weird way we've lost something that we had once and it's sitting back there like a like a it's like it's like the home alone child or something it's like it's like we're the parents and the family and we're all wrapped up in all these what's going on and planning and 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 and, and defining when our flight leaves and all this like right and like getting everybody together and getting the pizza order and all this kind of stuff we're we're, we're so wrapped up in the tangible that we're leaving something unimaginably important behind because we're not watching for it. We're not valuing it in some sense. Uh, and what I think the point we're coming to is the moment in that movie when she's riding on the plane and she's trying to think of what she forgot. What did I forget? Something. And that's the feeling that I've been having for the last couple years, actually, is there's this like 
point, this like weird nagging that like I, I've been feeling for a long time, like I said, at least a couple of years. And I don't know if other people out there have been feeling this as well, but it's like this, this prodding of like, there's something wrong. Something's off. Something's wrong. Something's off. It's like a, a constant. And it's like, you need to remember something. It's like, I forgot something. I forgot the kitchen, this is stoves on or something. It's like that same kind of feeling. And I think what that feeling, the reason we're feeling that is because we have forgot something in our past. Something extremely important, so important that the universe is actively prodding each and every one of us. It's, it could be doing it and you're just not listening for it. But I think if you, if, if, if you can pull out of the, the tangible world for even a split second, you'll feel it. Like it's, it's, it's been very, very, very powerful feeling. And, and I may sound a little out there. I'm definitely a spiritual person. Uh, and I, I, I feel like I'm more in tune to these kind of things, but there's something that maybe some of you can, can kind of clarify that for me. If you've, if you've been feeling something similar the last couple of years, but I think that's what it is. I think it's that we are being prodded by the universe to rediscover our spirituality as a civilization, as a, as a species, because there's some kind of power or secret there that we're not seeing that we've lost. You know, if you ever watched the like ancient aliens show, you know, it's, it's definitely, a, there's definitely some loonies on there. <laughs> You know what I mean? Uh, it, actually, Ancient Aliens is a very good example. Like a lot of the, the more loony ones on there is a very good example of somebody like replacing science with theology or theology with science, right? Like that's that's essentially what it is. Like the aliens have become the gods, right? And that's they actually describe them as such. And this is how they describe a lot of ancient people said to describe their gods, right? It's these these alien type figures coming from the sky. So there's this there's this replacing of the deity with like the provable, the scientific, the aliens, right? It's like, yeah, everybody knows aliens are loony, but they're a little less loony than floating dude on a cloud up in the sky. So we're going to go with that. And that's kind of where we're at in a weird way. You know what I mean? It's like, there's a, we're just, we're just grabbing anything that looks like half an answer and like, yeah, that's it. That's it. Because we don't want to come to the realization that we've left something behind and that what we are turning against and pushing back against is exactly what we need to have enlightenment or fulfillment or to move forward as a civilization, as a species. So what does that look like? Uh, moving forward <laughs> as a species, what does moving forward mean? Um, in some ways it speaks about our purpose. So, and, and, and in some ways that's what we've been searching for. So we're in this loop, like I said, because we're searching for our purpose as a species, but we're also not looking in the right place to, to move forward with it, right? We're kind of in this loop. So we're not, we're, not, we're not using the tools that are there for us, even though they're right in front of us. You know what I mean? Like, we're not using them. And we're actually actively kind of like hiding them from ourselves. Like, like people are so scared of religion because it's been labeled as this thing. And I don't mean to kind of sound like I'm trying to push religion on anyone. If any of you are listening to this and you're trying and you're like, oh man, like this guy's just going to try to convert me to whatever. No, like, I don't, I don't care what you believe. I really don't. It, it almost in some sense, the details don't matter. It's kind of like the details are part of that scientific thought. Like if you're too worried about and wrapped up into like the details of the specific religion, then you're missing the point of it. <laughs> like, so if that's what you're scared of it is like not wanting to, not wanting to abide by certain things in one religion or another, cause they're all flawed. Then you're, you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater in a sense. And I think that in general is what we all are doing as a, as a civilization, as a society, as we move further away from our spirituality, as we push back from it, we are losing, we're losing the value in it because there is extreme value in these things. 
the most popular book in history, I don't know if any of you know this, is the Bible. Like, by far. It's not even, there's not even a comparison. Like, and if we could go back further in time and find other works, it would probably be similar to a spiritual type book. There's a lot of, those books, the, the Quran, the Torah, the Bible, all of those books, like, they, a lot of the Eastern religions, a lot of the, the, the dialogues and stuff that were written, written, those things have been around for, they're the oldest things we have. Tangible things, right? The Bible is like the oldest remnant of the past that we can still hold on to, read, engage, have ideas shared, all that kind of stuff, right? It's the oldest. And one of the things we aren't seeing, I think, and where the value is, is the... We're assuming that the people that came before us were in some ways inferior. And if you don't... If you get what I'm saying right away, like, there's a... There, like... We're, in some ways, we assume they're stupid. I, I don't know how, how, how better to put it, but we, we assume that like as we've progressed through society and we've gotten this crazy influction of like technology and stuff and we've gotten more scientific in thought, yes, we have this expansion in tangible things. It's made us believe that like we needed to move away from those old things, and it's painted a picture as if it's inferior. Like the old ways of thinking and philosophizing and stuff are inferior to the new way. And so we are not going to associate with that. We're not even going to like look at it because it's like, that's so in the past. Like, why would we, there's nothing valuable in it. And that's, that's, that's the way the attitude that we've been, we've been, we've been viewing. It's actually even more so there's a lot of people that are viewing it as actively evil. And there's been a lot of bad things in established institutions and religion and institution itself is going to be corrupt at some point. There's going to be corrupt individuals that influence that, right? Like no, no, no institution can remain uncorrupted forever, right? That'd be perfection and it's impossible. So like you're going to have those negative influences inside any structure, but you don't, in some ways, I just I lost my train of thought there. But th we need to we need to realize that that stuff is very 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 important. Arguably, like the most important things we have are those writings, those teachings, those those ideas, the philosophies, uh, all these thinkers, all of the people that m most of you have probably never even heard of or talked to or, or, or not talked to, but uh, of read right because it's not even focused on in any college or high school or anything like that. You couldn't take a philosophy class in high school if you wanted to. You couldn't take a theology class if you wanted to in high school, right? Maybe in college, but if you choose to go that route, you are damning yourself to a life of, of struggle because there's no direct path to stability and comfort in that, that direction. If you choose to go all out in that. So we've de-emphasized the arts. We've de-emphasized thinking. We've de-emphasized religious thought. We've, we've de-emphasized, like, when I say thinking, I mean philosophical thinking. We, we, we've deconstructed everything we valued in the past and saved only the things that modern, that modernity produced. And what it's producing is this sense of deep, deep, deep emptiness. Like we've lost our path. We've lost our way. We don't see any light out of it. There's no... Because the, the light it comes from something outside. 
us. Like you need, hey, that's a good analogy. So like, so like we need to, you need to look outside yourself. We need to look outside ourselves as humans and our abilities to be able to find the light to get out of the place we're in. Right? That's the best way I could describe it. And I think that light is something to do with theology, is something to do with philosophy, something to do with the things we haven't been doing, the arts, you know, or at least not valuing enough. We may have thought that we solved it. That with the coming of the United States, the expansion of the Western world, that there was this feeling of because it was coming out of almost a dark age in a sense of, of tyranny and despotism and uh, this control and really ugliness in, in terms of government and, and combined effort. It was always like infected by some kind of negative actor. But we filled, we, we figured out something analytically and also philosophically that pushed us towards a place where we uh, all but eliminated... <laughs> We put control on those people to where they can, they still exist and operate, but they, they don't achieve places of power where they can implement hurt and destruction uniformly. I think it was our refocus on the individual. The, the focus on, on the importance of developing the individual if you want to affect the world. <clears throat> And this is an idea that you see, you know, codified in in our, our laws and, and, and written down in our most important documents in the United States. You know, the idea of rights centers on that, on the idea that the individual is the most important, like, element in the universe, right? Because there's this, the, that's where the ability to affect things comes from, is the individual. There's this fallacy that we tell ourselves, and it was told to us, I think, for most of humanity, that the group uh, is where the meaning comes from. Maybe it wasn't told to most of humanity, but there was, a, there was this, you know, especially if you look back in, you know, the early to mid 20th century, most of the 20th century, this idea of the collective, this idea of, of kind of equalization and uh, um, cloning in some sense. It's like we wanted to find the perfect individual. Our focus on the individual was led astray because it was like instead of developing ourselves individually, which is what that was meant to do, like what those ideas were meant to mean was like, hey, you have responsibility with those rights. Yes, you have the right to life. You have the right to, you know, some some modicum of security and, and prosperity, right? The ability to move up, you know, these rights that were instilled in our documents. But what we failed to recognize in those documents as well was the responsibility aspect of it, that in those things, if you have the right to life, you have the responsibility to respect that in others. And that's what binds us together is the responsibility side. And, and many of you may be hearing the term responsibility and be like, Ugh, I hate that word. It's so politically, this guy's just conservative. No, it's a word that we need to use. Responsibility is very important and it's something that we, it's been devalued completely. But the reason I bring it up in this context is because it's the opposite side of rights. It's the side of rights that we haven't been, has not been taught to us as a society. And because of that, we are focusing only on the outside, the others, right? It's like everybody has developed their own perspective, their own individual perspective, but it's selfish by nature because it doesn't have the responsibility side. So instead of saying like, hey, what can I do to kind of align better with with people around me, but also kind of retain my individuality? 
we are saying, no, we need to change the people around us to me. The problem is, is when you live in a country like the United States that is designed and has always been a melting pot, it's designed to pull others in, varied perspectives. It's designed in some ways to make you uncomfortable. If you don't have the responsibility aspect of that, what you will do, or side of that, if you're not viewing it from that perspective, what you will do is go out into the world and try to change everybody else to you. And all I'm going to ask you is, don't you see it happening? Look out into the world. All anybody is trying to do is change the world to them. Especially people in power. People with, with platforms. Not all. There's some very, very, very interesting people doing some really interesting work right now. But there's a lot of people that have been in traditional positions of power that are, are kind of, I think, losing control right now. Because the method they're going about fixing the world is fundamentally flawed unimaginably wrong it's 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 this idea that and this is where you can see the egotism in this right that if you if you view your perspective as correct then you have to hold everybody else's wrong anybody that varies with you you know what i mean especially if you viewed it in some sort of like divine light like i have the right to this I have the right to this perspective and I have the right to not change it is kind of how people think about it. And so I don't have to, I don't have to budge with anybody else, but that's couldn't be further from the truth. The whole meaning of individuality and the focus on the individual is so that you respect it in others and that we develop, we co-develop that we kind of integrate and, and that, that, that difficult, uncomfortable process of confronting somebody that has a different view than you identifying where that view is correct and where it isn't or where it might fill in pieces that you didn't have before and incorporating it and them doing the same and then if enough people do that can't you see it if enough people do that you have this beautiful organic natural thing it's a natural thing it's like an evolution of something it's like you, you people's engagement society evolves because we are we are actively engaging with each other and and pulling from each other and giving to each other and and creating a community and that's something i feel has been that feeling of community has been lost for at least the last couple of years if not a lot longer and that may be why it is why because how do you have a community with people that you don't trust or people that you view as adversaries people that you view as, as somebody that's trying to unseat you from your position right how could you ever have some kind of of, of stability with that so anyway i know i kind of got off a little a little off topic there, but I wanted to explain that aspect too as well. Sorry for my phone going off. I don't know what's going on, but should have silenced it. Uh, so there's this, we, I don't mean to be overly critical of the founding fathers because I think that's a pretty audacious thing to do, but I do think that the founding fathers screwed up pretty big. And it's, it's, it's in that, it's in our founding documents. They didn't correctly identify the other side to, to rights and they didn't codify it. And because of that, we've we've ran down this path. It, it, it's like it's like we had half of the problem solved. Like yeah, like the importance of the individual is a hundred percent correct. But if you only and you're gonna there's gonna be benefits from discovering that, right? Like there's there was obviously benefits from discovering that. Oh my goodness, if we if we focus on the individual and the value and the sanctity of human life and all this kind of stuff, you create a positive environment where people can thrive. 
right? That's base. It's a basic truth that we have just experienced for the last hundred. How, I mean, hundreds of years, right? So, but we've also, and because of that, because there's there's almost this delayed effect to it. Like the things we're experiencing now, the problems we're experiencing now are problems. I think stemming from the founding, which is why it's so hard to identify because especially if you look out into what the western thought you know our constitute the constitution itself and all these documents this like change in thought did for the world it's it's so hard to criticize that like how do you ever criticize something that pulled us out of hell literally right and and so we've gone astray we we've messed up there though because we haven't wanted to look at the thing that we love in a critical way you know, like this is a, a good example. This is really hard to do in your life, no matter what you're dealing with. We're talking about the United States or the Western idea right now, like that that people we love deeply. But it this also a good analogy is in anybody you love. You know, it's it's very hard to look at people that you deeply care about in a judgmental way. It hurts you because if you care about them, deconstructing them is a painful process, and that's what you do. When you when you when you when you when you're critical of something, and so you have to like it's 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 almost sacrificial in a sense. Like you have to you have to sacrifice the value you have for that thing, and, and kind of say like, okay, I'm willing to lose this if something pops up out of this deconstruction that isn't right, and that's where the that's that's the that's the position you have to approach it with. And I think if you approach kind of our society. Our government and that kind of stuff, and our government, that kind of stuff. Uh, from that perspective, it's hard, but you probably come to a conclusion similar to what I've seen. Because it, it, and that's pretty audacious to say. Maybe you come up with a different conclusion, but I think it's blatantly obvious once you look at it that we have we have messed up in some way in the way we've structured this thing, and so kind of goes with the uh the theme as well and founded right you, you get where this is going when what i'm gonna do with this podcast and i hope you're enjoying it up until this point because it's been a little sloppy <laughs> like i said i'm trying to organize my thoughts i promise you it'll get better in the future as this becomes more tangible for me but we we need we need this kind of we need to go and prod the things that we consider founded we need to prod the things that we hold as perfected because there is no perfection in the universe perfection is not an attainable thing there's no there's no even way to know what perfection is if you tried to imagine it you can't even imagine it in some ways it's why perfection has been seated next to the deity all throughout history it's because it's the thing that you can't perfection is associated with deity because it's the thing that you can't imagine it's kind of like the vastness of space itself the universe you can get this this awe-inspiring sense by looking up to the stars because it's you you you're 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 so small within it and you get this sense of how complicated without being able to really comprehend you get this overwhelming sense that relates to you how complicated what you're dealing with is and it inspires a sense of a deity and and that that uh there's probably something true in that 
but we need to we need to go and look at the things that we hold as perfected. We need to go and look in our past and find the things that that we're afraid of, right? the things that we have hold as decided. You know what I mean? If you if, if you if you hold like I know I know the path, I know what's right, I know what's going to drive us forward. Even me, even anybody that's thinking, we need to question that right now because this is the beginning of a new decade and it's the beginning of a new era. I feel there's something different that's happening right now. And we need to seize it. And so I hope that through this podcast, I'm able to talk about some of these things as they happen, current events, analyzing the world, looking out into my life, and hopefully if you guys engage with me enough into your lives and seeing what's going on out there and trying to trying to come up with, with the way forward in this new decade. Because that's... We have the ability here to, I think, unlock something so critical we can't even imagine it but in order to 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 move forward as a civilization we have to be our own judge thank you for listening i'll see you next time